guys, welcome back to uh, The Tripod, episode 6. Um, today we're just going to have a short little chat again like we did two weeks ago. Um, and we are joined today by a special guest, uh, Nick, from all the way from Bermuda. Say hello, Nick. Uh, hello, nice to be here. Yeah. It's good to have you here, Nick. Yeah, Nick's a uh, Bermudan triathlete training out of Bath, um, but he's an island boy at heart. Um <laughs> So yeah, it's good. It's good to have you here, Nick. Um, yeah. So we, as as Leo was saying, we're just gonna have a nice little little chat about all things triathlon. Starting off with the first ever triathlon awards. Yeah, interesting. So we did talk on this subject. Was it not last week? The week before, wasn't it? Correct. Um, yeah. And yeah, we introduced it a little bit, and it was um, last week. And some interesting people were voted as the topics, but overall. The male triathlete of the year went to Gustav Eden, and the female triathlete of the year, pretty sure it was pretty undisputed, went to uh, good old Flora Duffy. The uh, the Bermudan. The Bermudan. Yeah. Nick's friend. We'll come on to that in a bit, actually, talking about sort of how, what Flora Duffy's done for triathlon in Bermuda as a as a insider into that. It would be good to, good to sort of understand. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, as you were saying, the women's was pretty pretty undisputed. I think four time yeah. world champion, Commonwealth Commonwealth champion. Yeah, I mean you know, that takes what hasn't she won this year really? But but the men's the men's was interesting. So we we had a big debate about the men's. Um, yeah. And whether Gustav Eden, I think I was I was for Gustav winning it. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think whoever took it out of Christian or Gustav, like they deserved it. it was it could have been either of them really, couldn't it? It didn't really matter who it went too because they both deserve it kind of thing but yeah, yeah interesting what's your thoughts on it gustav or um christian uh i've probably gone for gustav but i think it was interesting leo didn't even get a mention for yeah best male triathlete. we did raise, raise that didn't we leo berger didn't even get a uh nomination well, did he? it was just silly that they dropped the nominations before the world triathlon world. series grand yeah. final and i know everyone was like well it'll be hayden wild or alex she who takes the world title so let's nominate them both but, yeah. you know, Leo Berger was still in it and he had had a good season. Yeah. And that, that final race alone was, well, it was just fantastic how he dominated. Yeah. I mean, it was um, unbelievable. Yeah. In that bike breakaway, you know, working well with Johnny Brownie. Yeah. And a few others. And then just to have the runs back it up in the heat. Yeah, definitely. He deserved I mean, the world title. So everyone just assumes, oh, like Alex versus Hayden is they're going for the number one spot. But actually, Leo really proved that. They're not the only, just the two disputed best in the world, really, are they, at the minute? It's, yeah. You know, it had a really strong season all the way through, kind of thing. I feel like I feel like the difference between male, men's triathlon and women's triathlon at the moment is women's triathlon, you know, you've got your Georgia Taylor-Browns, yeah. your Flora Duffies, and then there's a big pool of people below who yeah. could on their day five win. Top fives, yeah. Whereas in the men's, you know, the top whilst there's Alex five. and Hayden yeah. and Leo, you know, on on their day, as we've seen, yeah. you know, um, Vince has won, um, yeah. and there's plenty of other athletes who could win. I yeah. think that's what's very interesting about male triathlon at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then there were some other awards, wasn't there? There was uh, the best bike products award. Yeah, that went to Zwift, didn't it? Do you I guys think... use Zwift? Yeah, yeah, I use Zwift for all the rides. Yeah, yeah, it's just such an easy thing to use in winter, where you're like, you know, if it's raining outside and horrible weather. Just so much easier to ride indoors. And if you don't have much time as well, obviously, getting your bike set up, getting out and riding, and then having to come back in, like, you know, it takes so much more time than literally getting on your turbo at home and just riding. So, yeah, for, for those of you who don't know, Zwift is a 
well, it's like a video game almost where you have an avatar that connects to your turbo trainer and it projects your speed against other people riding at the same time. You can do races, training workouts on it. And it was sort of designed to make turbo training more fun. More fun. But so I, but I used it for a while and then I sort of, I still find myself listening to music or putting a film on. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm paying, what is it, twelve ninety nine a month for this subscription yeah. and I'm not really making the most of it. So I just yeah. sit on the turbo now. Fair enough. Um, I've, I've, I've sort of gone off Swift a bit. But, yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, I just like using Swift because of the different routes and like it makes it a bit different because it also, when if you're using a smart turbo trainer, it makes it your turbo harder to ride when you're going up a hill. So it just gives a bit more variation and makes it feel more like an actual ride rather than just sitting on the turbo for however long. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I understand so, that. Yeah. And then there was the swim product. product yeah. Form um, goggles. Now, form goggles are interesting because they seem to me like the kind of thing that on paper would be really cool to have, yeah. but just not very practical in a group training scenario. Yeah. Um, like, do you have to charge up your goggles? Well, form goggles are goggles where it projects your speed, distance, stroke rate through the lens. Yeah. Um, so it's like having a watch, but on your goggles, oh, I suppose. Goggles. But I just don't, I just don't see myself using it. Yeah. Um, it'd be good for open water, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It would be. Um, that would that would be a good. I think Chris, it does Christian use them. Uh, Rich, Richard Murray uses them. Yeah. I think he's he's got a sort of partnership with them. Yeah. Which yeah, he raves about them. So yeah, probably just getting paid a lot to do so. Yeah, that's true. But again, <laughs> if Form want to sponsor us, then yeah, I mean, yeah, we <laughs> love Form if they want to sponsor us. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And then there was also um, nutrition product. Went to Morton Gels. Morton Gels are in sort of a newish company that have really sort of yeah. taken the world by storm, haven't they? Interesting because I tried them and I actually hate them because they don't flavour their gels. It's just um, like glucose flavour. And what does that taste like? Awful. Okay. It's like it tastes a bit like slime. They're like bit. The gels are like bitty. It's like it's got bits of if the best way to describe it is if it's like hard jelly that you've put in a blender. Right. A bit like that. Oh, okay. It's like, and then really sticky, gloopy stuff. Really not nice. What what gels do you use on your ride, Nick? I'm a big fan of Torque. I think they taste the best. Torque gels. Yeah. Interesting. Never heard of them. They're really good. Yeah, no, they, yeah. I go for a mix. Whatever's cheapest on on, uh, Wiggle. I've hardly ever used gels. So I go SIS, really, really good. Um, The favorite, my favorite tasting ones are the high five gels. Okay. But I question how good they just taste like juice, literally. And they're really thin as well. So yeah, they're really nice. And also um, OTE gels are pretty nice. Apple flavored one. I really like the OTE apple gel. Um, So yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, well, moving on to what's well, sort, sort of keeping on sort of the techie kind of side of triathlon, um, a new company is out and well taking the Ironman and long long distance world by storm, yeah. and that is Race Ranger. So, I've, this has been a, it's been in the works for so long by okay. two New Zealand triath like ex pro triathletes, basically to tackle the uh, issue of drafting in the pro fields. Of, Iron Man, hasn't it? Because yeah. so many of the top pros are complaining that there's literally bike packs forming and nothing's being do, done about it. And also yeah. the, the, con, the, con, the uh, excuse me, the controversy of um, drafting 
in Ironman is becoming more and more. You look at Sam Long at the 70.3 World Champs oh, where yeah. he was overtaking and then was then overtaked, uh, overtaken, which meant that he had to take a two-minute, or was it five-minute penalty? Yeah, I think it was five and minutes. And that, well, that crippled his race, really. He, yeah. was, he was one of the favourites and it just ruined all momentum and sort of took it out of him. Yeah. Um, and he'd been focusing on that race for, for, for the season as well, so it was quite yeah, annoying had... for him. Didn't he choose not to race the full to focus on that yeah. race? That's, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. But what Race Ranger does is it's a light kind of idea on the back of back of a bike, which flashes if you're within the drafting zone. Um, and it's been just been trialed at the New Zealand 70.3. And uh, Brandon Curry, the fellow who won it, um, was a big fan. Yeah. Everyone's been giving it, giving it big review, uh, like sort of raving reviews. But yeah. I think the question that needs to be asked is, is it something that we can bring into age group racing as well? Mm. Because Age group racing is absolutely rife with drafting. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's worse than the yeah. pro pro field. Oh, yeah. And it's just whether people would be willing, you know, say it added an extra twenty quid to your mm. race entry fee, which is normally expensive race entry fee. Yeah. Would would uh, age groupers be willing to well make the race harder for themselves but make it fairer? Yeah. yeah. By paying that. Um, yeah. But no, it's a, it's a cool prod uh, product, and I think it's something that. We'll definitely be talking more about in the, in the yeah. months to come. Should we should we move on to interrogating Nick a bit about triathlon yeah. in Bermuda from his perspective? Yes. So Nick, go on, introduce yourself. Tell us about your road into triathlon and all that. All right, so I'm Nick Pilgrim from Bermuda. Uh, yeah, I started triathlon when I was about eight or nine, just with the local swim team, and then. Uh, Gone to a club that Flora actually went to called Tryheads. Um, so me and all my siblings kind of joined that club, and we all a uh, good good group of us. But as you got older, a lot of people kind of stopped. So when you get into like the junior range, there's less and less people, and so you kind of gotta start going away to races and doing camps and stuff. But yeah, it's quite quite good. I suppose living on an island that is so far from anything else you know how many how many what does a Bermudan like try season look like for you as an athlete who is you know one of, well, the best the best male Bermudan triathlete sort of outside the senior level anyway you know is there many race local races or do you have to sort of go to neighboring continents to race yeah well if you're trying to do it properly and at an elite level you you really do have to go away because we don't really have any drafting events okay, at all. Nice. So if you're trying to compete in the draft series. So a lot of the people like Tyler Smith, another quite good Bermudian child, like we, all, we all went to the States as juniors, yeah. so the U.S. series, nice. which is quite good. And then, uh, yeah, you can't really get away with just racing Bermuda. Yeah, fair enough. And cool. what was the sort of attraction of coming to the U.K. to base yourself out of uh, for university as a student athlete then? Well, I think well, my siblings, a lot, of, uh, a lot of them are here, and as well, I kind of followed in Tyler's path, because mm -hmm. he went to, he's at the Leeds Performance uh, Center, but he's, he's just left, and he's, he did quite well there and progressed a lot as an athlete, so I thought coming to the UK, I know uh, a lot of good athletes out here, and it's really one of the biggest triathlon nations, so I thought it's probably the best place to come to progress in get better yeah. that's yeah sounds good you came to the right place um, <laughs> well you wouldn't be on the, you wouldn't be on the tripods yeah yeah without <laughs> and um i suppose i suppose sort of the 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 whole sort of 
training environment is very different as well. You look at um, Bermuda as a as a place, as a climate versus somewhere like well, southwest of England. Mm-hmm. What's what's it what's it like training, especially in the winter months here versus the winter months in Bermuda? Yeah, well, it's just way colder here, isn't it? Um, <laughs> in Bermuda, it's all outdoor pool, so it's quite warm. Get a good tan. Uh, it's normally it doesn't really get colder than low twenties. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, we went for a ride the other day, quite a big one, and it was yeah. just it was quite cold oh, for a lot of it. Yeah. It was it was all people that have been on the tripod. It it was, was, yeah. So, so it was me, Nick, and Theo from episode two? Was yeah, it? it was episode two. Yeah. yeah uh, big one. Yeah, nice one hundred and twenty one K ride, five hours ten moving time, out of the house for about seven hours. Went across to Wales and well, I really suffered. I thought I wasn't going to make it. Um, yeah, really tough. I, I literally got to Wales. Well, I got back round to Chepstow just about to move, get out of Wales, and I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. Uh, but made it. We pulled through in the end. Theo smashed it. Yeah, Theo crashed, um, but he's okay. Classic uh, newbie to triathlon. But he no, he smashed that ride, yeah, didn't he? He's very strong. He's... Um, well, he's been doing so many turbo rides. Like, if you yeah. look on his Zwift, the amount he's riding, he's riding like 300, 400k a week. Something. Yeah, he's putting some big numbers yeah. in. Yeah, and like, yeah, he's a really strong rider. Like, going up the hills, he was just off. And I was like, well, I can't go with him. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was super fun, but super hard. Yeah, and it was freezing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quite cold. Started raining in the second half, and I just had enough. The problem was that I, the massive thing that I had was, I don't ride over 100k that much. Yeah, and we got to 100k and I was like oh nice 100k but we still had like an hour to go <laughs> after 100k oh fair enough and it was rough yeah, yeah it was the, la- <laughs> the last half an hour was sketchy as well because it was in the dark and Nick was the only one that actually had working lights <laughs> and then Theo crashed and yeah just a just went downhill from there. <laughs> Literally, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I suppose, can you? How far can you ride in Bermuda without sort of? Can, if you went round the outskirts of the island, how far is that? Um, well, if you if you do the whole island round the outside, you can get you can get a good 100 k. Um, there are a few guys when there's the Festa 500, an event Rafa put on with Strava, I believe. Yeah. Um, who they they did about eleven hours on the first day, and wow. they were just doing loops of the island. So uh, if you really want to, you can get you can get big rides in. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it scenic, hilly? How? Yeah, scenic, a lot of ocean view. I can uh, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's no, good. Um, and as I sort of mentioned earlier, we'll talk about sort of the impact Flora Duffy's had in in Bermuda on triathlon. You know, from a from an onlooker, it looks like the island has gone mad for triathlon because of her. Is that a fair assessment, or is that slightly pushing it? Uh, no, yeah, that is a fair assessment. Um, a lot of new youth programs bringing kids into the sport, and yeah, it has exploded in Bermuda. I remember watching the first WTS race there, and just normally, you'd, well, I don't know, uh, the men's field tends to bring out a bigger viewership uh, a lot of the time, but... For the women's field, it was it was packed. Uh, it was like four deep along the whole. Oh wow! 
yeah, the whole chorus, which was pretty insane. She put on a show as well, didn't she? Yeah, she did. When yeah. she's ever, whenever she's raced, for it at home. Also, I love her tri suit. <laughs> what the pastel Bermudan colours? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. well, all the Bermudan kit is is lovely, especially the uh, navy trackies and the the gilet, <laughs> yeah. um, which I'm really sorry that I didn't get any of, and Sam did. Yeah. I'll bring bring some back in <laughs> Nick Nick was supplying all the goods for me. I have been nagging him for them, but I've got my got my Bermudan trackies on now, which makes me really feel part of the island. Island boy. Uh, <laughs> but I suppose with with uh, Bermuda as well as a as a race, I think it's now Leeds is not on the circuit anymore. I think Which Bermuda, is a massive shame. It is a massive shame, that's really true. Cool race. Uh, I think Bermuda is the is the best best race. You know, that there's not a there's not a swim as choppy, there's not a yeah. bike course as challenging and there's not a run course as challenging either. Like yeah. Yeah, I think it's discontinued now though as well. Oh has it? Yeah, is it I off as well? Bermuda, well? Yeah. Had a full reshuffle. Oh, it was rubbish. supposed to have one during COVID year, so there would have been uh, three. Uh, but okay. to, well, that's that's a real shame actually, because outside of Bermuda and Leeds, I mean, Abu Dhabi's around a race circuit. I think that's quite cool. It, yeah, is it? Um, well, where else is there? Uh, yeah, that's true. Edmonton. Hamburg's a classic. Hamburg's right? a classic, but you know it's. There's not very many courses where super cool courses. You know, you've got a bike course that challenges the athletes because there is there is a real sort of worry, in my opinion, about WTS racing becoming like the bike just becoming something that you do. Just a long yeah. transition. Just a long transition. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, well, the first year in Bermuda, you'll remember the Norwegian train getting off the front and completely tearing that up the race. Epic race. Norwegian. Flora Duffy riding away from everyone. Yeah. Um. You know, there hasn't been a, a race in Bermuda where the bike hasn't had an impact. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important for yeah. triathlon as a sport because it's very, you know, like, and even as a, like looking at youth level, there is a worry that it's becoming a bit sort of aquathon focused. It's who's the best swimmer mm. and runner? Oh, the bike will do. And I, yeah. and I, I personally, as someone who isn't the best swimmer anyway and quite likes my cycling, mm. sees that as a, as a threat to the sport. But yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, Super League kind of, I feel, fills the gap of like biking because the bikes in Super League, obviously, it's so short distance anyway, but the bikes seem to be so punchy, so many dead turns, awesome courses. Like the Jersey course is literally up a hill, down a hill, and then a chicane section. Yeah, that's true. Loads of laps of that. Malta is literally up a hill, down a hill, chicane section. And then some of the ones that were on the series this year were just so switchbacky and stuff. And... Was it what was the one that was literally on the beach? Uh, Mal- Malibu. Yeah, that was an that awesome was, race. Massive waves in the swim. Did you see the uh, video from above where it looked like there was a shark swimming next to them? Oh, have no. you seen that? Um, I was, we were talking about that earlier, actually, aren't we? The fact that how yeah. sharks, how sharks might, you know, scare me when I'm, when I'm swimming. Swimming. Couldn't do a race where there was there were sharks, but yeah. Well, okay. That's 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 it from us really. I hope you've enjoyed our little chat with Nick, you know, Mr. Bermuda himself. Yeah, um, good to be here. And he he'll be he'll be he's a friend of the podcast. There'll be some footage of us swimming together going oh, out yeah. on the Instagram. Um, Instagram and make sure to follow the TikTok as well. Yeah, get, get on, on the on TikTok. Um, we're just posting normal triathlon content on there, aren't we? Not 
not podcast related. Not supposed to do with the podcast. Um, keep your eyes out for our next special guest. Yeah, um, big special guest next week. Not well, we've got a big special guest at the moment as well. As oh, well, Liam, come on, let's just yeah, show some respect. Sorry, porn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there is a big special guest coming on next week. Yeah, um, the one that we were bigging up is now coming on next week. That's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, and then we've yeah, look out for Kit as well. We're hoping to get, get some um, tripod stash. Uh, coming oh, yeah. out um, I'm sure that when we finalise the brand we'll we'll put out some like questions on what's the fa- we'll put out some different designs yeah definitely see what's the favourite kind of thing 100% but yeah um, nice brilliant well that's thank you very much thank you very much Nick for, for coming on yeah. um, that's a bye from me and bye from me Ciao. see you next one Ciao.